Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly uh, Fishing and Hunting Show, welcome to Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, uh, along with Louisiana, and stories around the USA and the world. And, Rick, uh, as uh, we talk about each Friday, these are the people, the reason we're here. Oh, yeah, we've got to thank our sponsors, Tony. Animal Hydraulics, Doors, Heating, Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasonings and Foods. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, you've got to dial that old area code, 337, but the number is 367 one two four zero. You can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com, anywhere in the world. And if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240. You may also listen to Kane on any accessible Internet device. We're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open and Rick, freshwater, saltwater fishing, what you hearing? Tony, on, on the freshwater side, the, the basin is so daggone low, and, you know, we still got a lot of warm days uh, lately. And on the saltwater side, I heard in the cove they've been catching a few specks, you know, and uh, but they're kind of keeping that tight lip. And uh, rather than that, it, the fishing's just been tough lately, you know. And of the, of the mornings, it's been getting kind of cooler, so... It gets a little cooler, and I heard Jeff say earlier, you know, next week we might have some uh, in the upper 60s in the morning. So that, it should help, help out a lot. Yeah, uh, and as you mentioned, boy, in the heat this summer, yeah. is either you had to get out really early right. and beat the heat. And and, uh, and then the, the water's been low, Tony. Yeah, yeah. very low. Yeah. Very low. And as uh, we look at the uh, river stage over in Butler Rose, I mean, it's flatline, it's basically. Flat line, yeah. It's around three foot, give or take a, a few inches and all. And yeah. it looks like it's going to continue that way well into October, around the 10th, 12th of October. Yeah. So, and as a, we mentioned that we're supposed to drain uh, Henderson Lake uh, beginning of August. They put it off, waited to September. They put that put off. off. Yeah. And it looks like they just started draining it uh, sometime yeah. uh, earlier this week or late last week. Uh, yeah. With that and trying to get rid of all, all the hydrilla, which uh, we've mentioned uh, just about every week. You walk out the doors here to the bayou. Yeah, it looks like a garden. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, with all the uh, uh, lilies and all in the bayou tash and you cross any of the bridges, look left or right, and you can see it's just. Uh, yeah, and uh, with the lilies, Tony, you know, a lot of people, there's a few fish in the bayou, but. Just be careful when you're running because uh, any any structure that gets in the lilies, it looks like it's a pile of lilies, but they got a big old log, you know. So just oh, be this careful is true running too. Yeah, yeah. Wherever you see a stack of lilies, just slow down because something something's holding them there. Yeah, and with that too, uh, uh, the lilies, uh, you know, in the Tesh Vermilion Freshwater District uh, was came about forty plus years ago yeah. to uh, move those. Uh, 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 have a little bayou, uh, a little current. Right, to flush and, it out. That's right. Yep. And uh, with Keystone Locks and some other locks further up, uh, uh, I don't know, the murky, uh, I guess, uh, water, the Tesh, uh, it moves, but uh, not what maybe uh, we thought maybe it move a little quicker. But in the meantime, uh, there's a lot of money out there to, to move that. But in time, hopefully, uh, like you said, they're all fish in the Bayou Tesh. And I've oh, seen yeah. people catch fish, you yep. know. I know a while back I used to see a pelican uh, uh, flying up and down the bayou, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen 
him or her in the last uh, few years. Yeah, and relocated, huh? Yeah, that's a good sign, though, when a pelican uh, yeah. is around. That means they're, they're looking for fish. So, yeah, uh, I see a lot in the lake, Tony, when, uh, when I go to the lake. And uh, like you said, especially in Sandy Cove, you know, it's, it's not that deep and it's easy fishing for them. Yeah, you're right. And uh, in the meantime, uh, Rick, uh, uh, if you want to go fishing, uh, what would be working for you right now this time of the year, whether you fish the lakes or, or uh, well, you go out in the basin and all? If you put down at me at Point, you just got to be careful getting out of there because, man, they got some monster stumps about halfway down the canal till you get out to the GA. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'd probably fish the GA, Tony. And, you know, just fish the structures, the, the, the willow trees that's down in the GA. Of course, you got the water's a little deeper there. And then with the basin being low now, you know, you, you probably wouldn't have, but, I don't know, six, seven feet of water even around those trees, you know. So that, that's what I would do, uh, throw soft plastics and, and just flip around the, the willow trees. Have you heard much uh, with regards to the lakes, uh, Dotrieve and Force Point? No, not. I talked to one of my buddies yesterday. He said, Rick, I've been going to the camp. Now, he said the water came up a little bit, but the water had been low even in the lake, you know. And when you say the camp, Bird Island Shoot area? Uh, he's in the front lake. Okay. But, yeah, we call it the front lake. Right by the boulevard, go straight across. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, Red Snapper, I was hoping to get uh, some of the uh, filings for the Red Snapper uh, through uh, maybe September the 17th. Uh, of course, the last I have was last week, and sure enough, I'll probably get it uh, when we go, right after we do Bayou Sports earlier this morning after the fishing and hunting show. But uh, through the 10th of uh, September, uh, an estimated 31,566 pounds of red snapper during the two weeks ending September 10th. That brings the total to 767,000 uh, pounds, or about 82%. So, uh, and they're talking about uh, with 16 more reporting dates, this, uh, you know, this is all going to end around December 31st. That means the state fishermen will have to catch a little more than 10,000 pounds per week yeah. uh, to fill out the allocation of uh, a balance of 167,294 pounds. So uh, anyway, um, you can find those uh, readings on the Louisiana Wildlife Fisheries uh, site. But uh, in the meantime... Uh, you know, with 167 pounds, if things are going according to, uh, probably drop it another uh, 25,000 pounds. I was say with, hunt, with hunting season starting, Tony, I think this year they're going to fall just a little bit short. Yeah, you're right about that. And haven't heard that much about uh, with the teal season and all the doves. And, it, you know, with the heat and all we had uh, yeah. and the dryness, you know, it, the water dries and uh, the birds. So Right. Uh, and then the tide, too, uh, in the basin, you know. Uh, I think I brought that up last week. Some of my friends that did they didn't do as good Friday or Saturday. He said for Sunday for some reason they they did almost excellent, you know. But uh with the with the low water they had trouble getting to their spot. So but anyway, they worked hard and and it paid off. Well, you know, with the governor's race this year, there are a lot of questions out there. Uh what the next uh governor may do with regards to uh fishing and hunting and with speckled trout, redfish, pogies taking up most of the outdoor discussions for the past several months yep. uh the cca louisiana uh they've taken the initiative to poll the leading gubernatorial candidates for their stances on the five major fishery issues and this statewide branch of the national coastal conservation association posed these questions to them and uh, when will you uh will you support a minimum one mile manhaden harvest Buffer zone uh, off the Louisiana coast. That's a big one too, Rick. Uh, yeah, yep. we talked about last week the dumping of all the pogies uh, by some of these big commercial fishermen. Who just uh, the nets are too full and they cut them, and uh, there's dead fish all over the place.
as well. Good question. Next one, uh, will you seek the advice of the CCA on Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission, the Gulf of Mexico Fisheries Management Council, appointments among others? So another good question, getting the locals more involved than the federal. So, and as you know, right. uh, the federal authorities have given uh, the states, the Gulf states anyway, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida, some of their rights uh, with deciding some of these issues. But another question, will you actively support game fish production or protection, excuse me, for redfish and oppose the attempts to overturn the gillnet ban? Now, if you remember years ago, Tony, they had a lot of trouble with gillnets. They, they really put a hurting on the redfish, so I hope they don't bring that back. Yeah, I agree with you. And I know I remember going fishing with a couple of buddies and one of them, yep. he was so uh, into it that he'd see gillnets uh, posted somewhere. He'd literally take out a machete yeah. and just start hacking well, away. You know, yeah, it's, it, to me it's a good law to keep intact, and I just hope to keep it that way because, like I said, it was, what, in the late 70s, early 80s before they passed the, the, right. the ban against gillnets? They really put a hurting on the redfish. Oh, yeah, I agree. Anyway, another question for the uh, gubernatorial candidates. Will you support Louisiana's artificial reef program and protect the artificial reef trust fund, too, which is a, a pretty good, good fund. That's yeah. right. Uh, good question there for them. And finally, the the next question, will you support the proven state-based management model for the red snapper and work to implement similar models for other federally managed species? Another good question there, too, Rick. With that, and uh, that, that comes into play is the speckled trout, and also we're hearing uh, with regards to even uh, right. with us uh, the other fish uh, uh, in that regard. So uh, they're talking about even the redfish <clears throat> having some kind of uh, yeah. limits on them. So, like you uh, said, that's five good questions. Yeah, they really are. So uh, we'll see the response from those uh, candidates. Hopefully we hear from them, uh, and there will be a lot of fishing and hunting uh, personnel that uh, – We'll look at it and make some decisions who they may vote for. Anyway, uh, of course, everybody, uh, the polls, are, uh, I think, are open tomorrow yes, uh, for early voting. And yep. uh, the polls will be open uh, at your local polling station October the 12th for the primary. And after eight turbulent years in wildlife and fisheries, you know, we've had three commissioners uh, during that time. Uh, it's time to find out what our next governor's plans are for his agency and to hold their feet to the fire after taking office. There are other issues, too. The black bear management plans, getting the state fish hatchery running at capacity to increase the fishing opportunity across the state, increases in pay for the enforcement division agents uh, to attract more and more qualified applicants, a plan to build and enhance fishing piers and partnerships with local parishes to upgrade boat launching facilities and also uh, and the whole papers the whole page is a lot of good plans Tom. yeah yep. and we'll see how candidates uh, uh feel about those things and too yes sir of course we talked this a little bit about this earlier about the henderson lake drawdown and uh it, it will bef- benefit the fishing in the long run too rick you know that as well as i do and uh, yep. uh, uh you know as we mentioned originally scheduled to start off october 1st the drawdown was delayed due to requests from the uh Coastal Protection and Restoration Authority uh, to St. Martin Parish government and based on the implementation. So uh, anyway, um, they uh, opened gates and the things of uh, that nature. But the next, he said, uh, one of the uh, sailors uh, noted there are numerous benefits for conducting an annual drawdown. First, he said, decreasing the water level makes it easier for predator fish to be able to catch their prey. And this helps the predator fish get in better body uh, condition for the spring and spawning season. So he mentioned next, he said, lowering the water level will result in portions of the lake bed to be exposed, allowing the sun to dry some of the soil. 
that exposed the lake bottom will dry and crack. This yep. allows the soil to harden and compact. He said next spring that hard uh, substrate uh, will be very important for the bass and brim and other fish to build their nests. So good point there, too, and he explained that when fish lay eggs in sandy or silty surface, the eggs can be covered and suffocate, which is why hard surface is so important. So uh, he also said the exposure of the sun releases the nutrients. Uh, it's almost like when a fire comes through the woods, he says, the sun's rays make it so when the uh, spring flood comes, there will be an abundance of nutrients uh, uh, for an idea algae and bloom. So uh, good points uh, to those uh particular uh issues so right also uh, i saw where uh recently that uh the uh cca of louisiana is going to have bring their ford truck raffle back and it's uh if to participate you can win a brand new f-150 larry at four by four uh on december the 14th it's a 50 dollars for a ticket uh with that uh ticket uh, uh the raffle will be held on uh the 14th of december ticket sales in december 13th and the winner will be announced on December 14th around 5 p.m. at the CCA Louisiana office located on uh, Industrial Plex at Bellevue in Baton Rouge. So uh, to win that truck, Rick, and uh, as we know, uh, the CCA during the course of the fishing tournament gives away a Chevy Silverado. This is something a little different with a Ford yep. uh, in that. And uh, it's a loaded, uh, and you can watch it live on Facebook or uh, the okay. Instagram account. So. Yep. Uh, uh, with that, and previous winners uh, for those trucks uh, have come from the cities. Uh, it's not just uh, Bell Chase, Lake Charles, Kenner. Uh, people have won those uh, uh, trucks. So, uh, folks, $50, uh, you can pull that up on the CCA line and uh, right. and have an opportunity to win a, a nice pickup truck. So and CCA does a lot for the coastal restoration, Tony. That's a, uh, that's a good a good thing that, to have around, you know. It's uh and God knows our coast right now, you know, with the storms and everything, we can use all the help we can get. Boy, you're not kidding, too. And uh, hopefully some of that, of course, I always felt that a uh, hurricane in the Gulf maybe uh, changes up that water some in the dead zones, too, uh, with that. But uh, yeah, That's another thing. You yeah. know, that uh, that's happened over the years. The dead zone has grown, then it shrinks a little bit, then it right. grows again, grows, and it shrinks. Yep. Uh, so it's just one of those things. Anyway, uh, locally, and uh, I noticed in one of our papers recently this happened, uh, that uh, Lopez Fitzgerald and Friedu Dago go up to win the uh, Lake Sam Rayburn uh, prize. And uh, two separate Louisiana bass angler tournaments, uh, September 15th to 16th, or anglers, I should say, went to Sam Rayburn up in Texas, and both uh, winning teams had uh, the fish to the top. So, uh Bubby Lopez, uh, and three-time bass angler of the year, Dickie Fitzgerald, I think Dickie's out of Morgan City, did just that in the first tournament coupled, uh, Fridays ago when they called an unbeatable five bass limit of 14.4 pounds, including the biggest bass of the day at 4.21 pounds. Okay. I don't know why. Sam Raven's a pretty huge lake. It's an artificial man-made lake. Yeah. Uh, and most of the lakes in Texas are, mm-hmm. if my memory serves me correctly, right. but, uh, yep. On the in this Saturday on the second tournament, they had a tournament Friday and one again uh, 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 Saturday. Louis Dago and James Friedo reeled in enough to qualify keep a bass to win the day with fifteen point seven four pounds, a limit that include a five point seven 
uh, pound bass that uh, wasn't even the big bass at five seven. But uh, uh, Frito said he and the tournament partner caught about a dozen keepers on day one, but unable to get the bigger bass to bite. They had so many spots they couldn't fish them all. He said they just changed up in areas in day two, and within forty five minutes they had their five bass in a live well, including that five point seven pounder, and then called a three plus pound average the rest of the day. So in Harvey Creek. So uh, anyway, uh, good to see some of these Louisiana, Louisiana fishermen. Yep. Head to uh, Texas uh, to beat some of those Texas yeah. guys. Rayburn, Rayburn is a good fishery. You know, it's it's uh, probably just a notch under Toledo Bend, Tony, but it, it's also uh, it's right up there in the top, you know. Yeah. Also, he said that most of the bigger bass bit on a bone-colored yellow magic, he said, which uh, had to cast from a four from his boat sitting in about 15-foot depths uh, to outside the grass lanes uh, of a 10-foot depths. And uh, he yep. fished oh, also was getting better bites on the whopper plopper. Yeah, clear Noted. water. Got to yep. cast further, clear water. Yep, and they caught anywhere from 12 to 13 keeper-sized bass. They finished uh, the same area in the second day. So, uh in plenty of company, they had a lot of boats that were cutting across them and all. And that's, oh, yeah. yeah it's you the know, only you, thing about those big reservoirs, Tony. Oh, yeah. So, you, you know, you gotta, it, it attracts a lot of people this time of year. Yeah, it sure does. But uh, good to see those guys doing well in, in this fishery area. Also, I was just looking to, Rick, uh, with regards to the uh, the fire ban. You know, uh, it's up to now, I think, to have... Uh, uh, they came out with another press release. Uh, the ban has been modified to allow individual parishes uh, opt out of it in the resumption of some uh, agricultural burning. So the decision was uh, made following consultation with the Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry and State Fire Marshal's Office, along with the Governor's Office of Homeland Security and the National Weather Service. They modified the burn ban uh, with Commissioner Mike Strain uh, allowing agricultural burning, uh, including but not limited to prescribed burning, to resume except for uh, standing sugar cane. So, uh, and you know, as dry as it was, uh, Ooh, the yeah. fires we had in this state uh, uh, up uh, in central Louisiana were pretty horrific too. Oh, uh, yeah. With that, and uh, just using, of course, with all the dove hunting and teal hunting uh, taking place uh, the first uh, few weeks of September. And it's hard to believe September, when we come back here next Friday, we'll be into October, yeah. the first week in October. But uh, each individual parish, of course, a reissue ban on that statewide ban of burning was uh, issued in August, uh, late August, and then uh, updated through the periods. But uh, this release, it says that the uh, state fire marshal uh, audit uh, goes into effect today, the 29th at 5 p.m., so the status of the burn ban order will continue to be reconsidered weekly. And uh, okay. that's so important, too, Rick. Oh, uh, yeah. We don't need any kind of trouble like that, especially marsh fires oh, no. you know, that would take place in the dryness of uh, the heat we had over the time. Anyway, time to take our first break here on Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. We'll be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. 
Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dawes Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. Discover Rage and Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning and Rage and Cajun Foods delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, creole sauce, seasoning, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Rage and Cajun original recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana over the last 38 years. Ask for Rage and Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today. Rage and Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask them for that Rage and Cajun. C'est bon! Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza. And delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza. 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Road, and Sugar Rope. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 1075, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to uh, Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Uh, Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. And uh, Rick, you know the hunting season's uh, uh, just uh, started with uh, Dove and Teal yeah. uh, cranking up. And, of course, right around the corner is going to be the deer uh, seasons and along with ducks and everything else. Yep, uh, be long. Uh, lottery hunts out there, uh, different areas uh, with that. And, uh, of course, the initial reports uh, – uh, the duck, the birds were down a little bit, not a lot, but down a little bit over the average of the last so many years. But uh, note, uh, deer and hunt, uh, deer and archery seasons allow the take of either sex deer, except during the bucks only seasons. And uh, you need to go to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries uh, to look at their pamphlet. Uh, I think they had a couple of printing errors too on that pamphlet, so be careful about that. Make sure you uh, negotiate through that site and look at uh, some of the amendments to. Uh, uh, some of the pamphlets and all, if you usually print them out to uh, hold with, you know. Of course, uh, the Dove uh, North Zone uh, through September 24th, then again from October 7th through November 12th, the South Zone is closed. Uh, deer, meanwhile, uh, through septu- September uh, the today, youth only and uh, honorable discharge veterans in state deer areas 3, 7, 8, and 10. Uh, of course, uh, I'm not familiar with those areas again. Uh, you need same, to yeah, uh, yeah. look that up and make sure and make sure you're in those areas. Also, the teal statewide through uh, tomorrow also includes the rails and the gullinals. Uh, so uh, we'll see how people uh, offend that. Uh, they say uh, uh, looking for a lot of green wing, uh, seeing the blue wing, but uh, not a lot of green wing uh, from what I'm hearing uh, with that. Anyway, the deer and archery, of course, uh, October 1st, uh, that's uh, Sunday, 
uh, or is it, uh, no, today's 29th, uh, 30th, yeah, Sunday, uh, the 1st mm-hmm. through January 31st in yep. deer area, state deer areas 1, 2, and 4. Also, the deer and archery, October 1st to the 15th, bucks only. Uh, October 16th to February 15th, deer, uh, state deer areas 5, 6, and 9. Meanwhile, uh, rabbits and squirrels, uh, we all know up in Ville Platte, yep. man, when they get going up there, uh, it's like a sugar cane festival down here. Uh, oh, yeah, and they take it season. serious. Oh, yeah. they certainly do. Anyway, October 7th to February 29th, that's right. Next year we got a leap day. Uh, the 29th will be enforced. Uh, meanwhile, statewide on private lands only, state and federal lands have separate seasons, so you need to uh, make sure you review that and see that you're in line with that. Of course, the lottery hunts, the White Lake waterfowl hunts uh, deadline is t- uh, tomorrow for two youth hunts, which will be from November 4th to the 5th, ages 10 to 17, uh, 30 marsh hunts and 30 rice field hunt dates. Uh, the White Lakes Wetland uh, Conservation Area in Vermilion Parish applications available only State Wildlife and Fisheries website. And it's LouisianaOutdoors.com uh, slash lottery hyphen applications. Uh, two $5 application fees, additional fees if selected. Uh, you can look and there's a name to look and a number that you can call or email uh, this person uh, about those hunts. So in the meantime, in Sherburn, the wildlife management area, waterfowl hunts at September 30th deadline uh, for Tuesdays. So Thursdays and Saturday hunts. Uh, the deadline's tomorrow, so if you hadn't uh, looked into that. Meanwhile, you can also go to the website now or you can call the Lafayette office. Of course, our area code 337. The number is 262 2080 that's 26 excuse me 262 2080 so a lot of hunting action taking place rick as you and i both know uh I've seen some of those uh, four-wheelers on oh, those yeah. trailers. A bunch of them, yeah. <laughs> you see them moving around during this time uh, with that. Yep, so getting uh, ready. It's pretty important in that regard. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, uh, also the Duck Stamp Moderation uh, Moder- Modernization Act has passed both the Senate and House of Representatives by unanimous votes, uh, a move which will allow waterfowl hunters to use the electronic version of their federal duck stamp throughout the various waterfowl seasons. So the House votes came last week, sponsored by a couple uh, representatives uh, from each party, uh, Graves from uh, Louisiana and Thompson from California. It removes the old law that required hunters to have their printed form of the duck stamp in their possession after a time when the electronic version had lapsed. In some cases, the problem was hunters did not receive the printed stamp after the electronic stamp expired. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, but good. You could show that. Uh, you know, that's another thing that's uh, been accepted too is on your LA wallet is your driver's license, your right. fishing license, your concealed weapon, your uh, vaccinations, uh, just a whole host of a uh, hunting license. Uh, uh, you can have on your L.A. wallet, uh, which I uh, think uh, federal authorities, state authorities accept as that. So uh, with that, and of course, if you don't renew it, it's canceled. Uh, it might show it there, but it shows expired. Oh, yeah. I know I had that with a fishing license uh, a while back. So um, anyway, just another good thing that uh, they've done for that, uh, Rick, in that regard. So uh, in the meantime, Rick, uh, with uh, fishing uh, season uh, kind of KC wearing down but uh with all the duck hunters and the deer hunters and uh, others uh 
with with regards to some fishing, Rick, uh, what can we expect now during the season with a little cooler weather? Oh, the fishing is going to get a lot better. <clears throat> Excuse me, we just need some water, Tony. So that going low. Like I said, if I was going to go out of Miet Point and just take it easy, you know, because uh, the basin is very low. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, of course, you said you hadn't heard much uh, with regards to the lakes, too, with regard to uh, Dotrieve and Force Point. No, besides the water. The water came up a little bit, like uh, one of my friends had told me, but he had went to the camp uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he had to almost idle, you know, to get to the front lake to his camp because the water was so low. And, of course, we talked earlier during the broadcast about Henderson Lake, uh, where it's three foot, you know, out in that area. And, yeah. uh, boy, that's dangerous territory well, for a lawyer. Yeah, you don't want to be running out over there, Tony. You know, uh, yeah. and uh, even in regards to uh, the, the the lake itself with Bayou Benoit and places like that, yep. uh, haven't heard much in that regard either, too. But we're nope. here, uh, you know, kind of tight-lipped, but they're catching some specks. Mm. Catching a few specks, yes, sir. You know, and the redfish are there. You just uh, have to be patient and yeah. looking for them. But as we all know, you got to look for a little clean water, too, uh, during that time. And uh, hopefully uh, things will uh, get a little bit better as uh, the spec- uh, speckle trout season get ready to open up, too. Oh, yeah, it won't be long. Need a little cooler weather, you know, some cooler mornings come through with the north winds. Fishing will pick up. Yeah, in the meantime, I was just trying to see if uh, if if my uh, notice it might have come through with uh, regards to uh, the snap account. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking on my phone here just uh, quickly to see if I could see anything uh, with that uh, regards. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, the most of the heat is going for uh, the summer. Uh, we hadn't seen those ninety five, ninety eight, but we're gonna hit the low nineties. Uh, but uh, it's so much, uh, it, you know, with those hundred uh, it's plus better than hundred, yeah, yeah. Those, it's man, the difference you're going, man. It's ninety two, and then yeah. you feel you feel like it's uh, okay. Yeah, in the meantime. You're, no, that's you're right. You know, so uh, yeah, don't see it uh, with that had come in yet or not, but uh, just about time to give out uh, the tides, the tides here. Yeah, yeah today, uh, Friday, the 29th of September. The sun rose uh, at seven o'clock this morning, so uh, right. coming we got up a, later. Huh? Yeah, we still got a few more weeks of uh, uh, daylight savings time. And sunset tonight will be at six fifty-six, so we have just about uh, twelve hours of uh, daylight uh, in the high and low tide chart. We can see that the first high tide was four twenty-one this morning. The next high tide will be about twelve hours later at four thirty-seven p.m. The first low tide uh, this morning will be at ten o two. The next low tide at ten fifty-two tonight. And uh, even driving to work with the moon still up, boy, a big full moon yeah. out in the uh, western sky. Saturday the thirtieth, uh, the sun's going to rise at Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay at seven o'clock. Sunset will be at six fifty-five. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the first high tide will be around 4.34 a.m. That's Saturday morning, Friday night, technically. Anyway, high tide will be at 5.56. The low tide will be at 10.47 in the morning, tomorrow morning. And the other low tide will be at 11.48 p.m. Elsewhere, Sunday, the 1st of October, uh, the sun will rise in southwest past uh, Vermilion Bay at 7.01. Sunset will be at 6.54 in the high and low tide chart, we can see that the first high tide will be at 4.45 a.m. that Sunday morning. The next high tide at 7.17 p.m. The only low tide of the day will be at 11.33 a.m. The average water temperature in southwest past Vermilion Bay went up a, a, a slight degree at 80 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, Rick. Yeah. And uh, it makes uh, things still pretty good there for fishing. So uh, out at the cove. 
understanding they're catching a few. So uh, we'll see how that all come to uh, Garner in that. Well, in the meantime, uh, Rick, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these people. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And our motto is always, kids that hunt and fish don't steal and dip.